Hello and welcome to episode 37 of Connectivity. I'm Scott Thompson. This is our E3 uh, Palooza episode. Starting things off, Neil, Zach, and Andy talk about E3 2002 and uh, what was going on with Nintendo at the time. And then after that, I join the three of them and we talk about our predictions for E3 2012. Alright, enjoy! Hi, and welcome to our E3 2002 retrospective, where uh, I'm with Andy Gergen and Zach Miller. Hi. What's going on? And we are going to talk about the E3 that occurred 10 years ago. Um, I guess to put this in a little bit in perspective, this was when Planet GameCube released their DVD, which, if you want a copy, uh, hit us up in the talkback thread or email us at connectivity at com, and we could probably make that happen. I believe Johnny Metz has started making couches out of all the DVDs he still has left. <laughs> but we're going to go over the press conference and like what was revealed there, because it has been 10 years ago. And while it's not exactly as much of a parallel as E3 2001 was last year, which you can watch all of our content from it from back in the day last uh, on YouTube, because we put it up during last E3, actually. Felt like now was a good time to walk down memory lane of E3 2002. Um, I guess to set the scene, this was uh, the GameCube was out for about six months at this point, and we were looking at what's what's next. We you know we had Luigi's Mansion, Pikmin, Melee, and we had all that stuff. We we knew about this Eternal Darkness game, but that kept on getting pushed back. Uh, I believe Metroid Prime was known about. Yep. And they and we knew that about we Space World. Yeah. And just we knew to be about... clear, just to be clear, at this point you were just starting high school, correct? Am I, do I have my years right? <laughs> Uh, yes, yes, I was. Actually, okay. when E3 would have occurred, I would have been at the end of 8th grade. Okay. I, uh, I was in my fourth, uh, year of, of college. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, Zach, you would have been high school or just out of high school? Me? Zach, yeah. What? Oh, yeah, During... I was starting college, yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> starting but... college with my GameCube in tow, best years of my life. Yeah, I was Absolutely. starting high school with my GameCube in tow. <laughs> But yeah, so I guess we'll we'll just kind of start off at the at the top of it. Uh, we had Peter McDougal, who was a guy from Nintendo Canada that I think wound up being a uh, Nintendo exec in Nintendo of America, and is known pretty well, at least from what I remember of him, was he would call consoles consoles, <laughs> which, which is always funny. So if you watch any kind of video like like this one, he will probably refer to the GameCube console. And you'll think that he's talking about some kind of mythical thing that they like decide decide what games come out. It's a group system. of eight. It's a group of eight people yeah. shaped like a cube. <laughs> <laughs> but he came out and talked about sales, which is something that we don't really see too much anymore. No. Um, and it's also kind of it's funny because they they don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, even when they were doing really well, they didn't really do. They didn't really harp on the sales as much. Um, it seems like every company's kind of gone away from that, which is good. Sure. Um, because after Sony did the little Big Planet sales thing, I mean, you can't top that. That's the best way you can do it. I don't recall that. Um, they had one. I think it was the year that Little Big Planet came out, maybe before or after it. They did their sales stuff during E3, like through a level of Little Big Planet. Oh, nice. It was it was rather novel. That's pretty slick. But then the next thing that they <clears throat> talked about during this press conference was the Triforce Arcade System. Remember that, guys? I do. It was uh, Sega, Namco, Nintendo, and they just talked about how, you know, this would be bringing the arcade experience home and the home experience to arcades, which 
I guess, translated into two Mario Kart knockoffs that aren't even counted as real Mario Kart games, and F-Zero. F-Zero connectivity! Yes. Actually, Which I... Which was awesome. When I was on my Which honeymoon... Which I never used. When I was on my honeymoon in a, uh, in the Toronto area, we went to, I'm, I'm, I can't think of the name, damn name of the theme park that's, that's right outside of Toronto. Lauren? What was the theme park that we went to in Canada? Chuckle Canucks. Can- Can- Canada's Wonderland. I don't know how I forgot that one. But there Canada's was an F- Wonderland. Wow. There was an F-Zero AX arcade machine there that just kind of blew my mind. And it was like yeah, I- the thing that was made up like a uh, an F-Zero car. Yeah, I played one of those once. I was in Seattle along the uh, the boardwalk by the marketplace. And uh, they had a little arcade there. And they had, a, they had an F-Zero machine there. I had, I had to try it out at least once. I didn't last very long. It's a difficult yeah, game. It is. Was it any good though? Was it fun? I mean, it's it F Zero. It was novel. <laughs> no. I don't, I've never been an F Zero fan, so I I couldn't tell you if it was comparable to other F Zero games. I mean, but... it's it's very similar to GX. It's oh, just okay. kind of like you know the the way it's delivered is a little different. The um, the moving cockpit just sort of like dominates the experience, which yeah. is kind of pretty cool. Hmm. So. Then they went from talking about this arcade system, which is one of those kind of aloof things where they talk about, like, we are synergizing with these other companies, but we're not really going to tell you anything specific. They went from they went from that to talking about how they have all these Nintendo-quality titles that were mature and exclusive. And then they had trailers for Metroid Prime, Eternal Darkness, and Resident Evil Zero. Because this was right after Resident Evil was revealed to be exclusive for Nintendo systems. Right. See, I find I find this kind of thing interesting because every time we talk about them trying to show these kinds of titles at E3 to convince everyone that they're going to, you know, take M-rated games seriously and, and present less child-friendly content onto their system, we tend to forget that they've been doing that for years and it hasn't changed the perception at all. Exactly. Yeah. So no matter how many, no matter no matter if we get GTA 5 at E3, no matter if we get Resident Evil 7 at E3, no matter if we get, you know, no matter no matter what we get at E3, no, nothing they can do, aside from actually shedding their family-friendly, you know, company direction direction, which would be is dumb. actually going, yeah, would actually change the perception. The perception is not going anywhere. No matter, yeah. I mean, Metroid Prime, Resident Evil Zero, and Eternal Darkness were all pretty pretty damn good game, pretty pretty damn good games. RE zero maybe notwithstanding, um, but it it just seems like they're always they always have a little part of their presentation to to speak to the crowd about how they're willing to put M rated games on their system and it never does a lick of good in changing the perception. Well, isn't yeah. that the point? I think I think it doesn't change the point because everybody realizes that it's it's a token thing, and it doesn't last. Yeah, that's a really fair point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess it's that degree of pandering, but they have done stuff like that, I know, even when I've gone to E3, because I know they had the one where I think they highlighted GoldenEye. Um, GTA Chinatown Wars? Yeah, they highlighted Chinatown Wars yeah. a lot back in 08, I think. And I, for, I forget, but it was GoldenEye and there were another game or two that were kind of like those those darker games that yeah. they, you know, showed them off, but that doesn't it make doesn't make a dent. No. The, no. the, the preconception is already too too strong. And I expect to watch to see quite a bit of that this year. We're going to see like Assassin's Creed Three, probably yeah. uh, Darksiders Two, uh, not Metro, <laughs> uh, yeah. Batman, but Batman. Yeah, so we're going to see all these these 
mature, uh, complicated, nice-looking, great-playing games for Wii U, but it doesn't feel like it's anything more than token, and that shows. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. Which is uh, fine with me, because if I, if I cared that much about it, I would have given up on the company a long time ago. Yeah, it's yeah, very true. Sure. So they followed up these trailers with some Game Boy Advance trailers, because that was about... Um, it was about a year old by the time this E3 happened. And they shut off trailers for Metroid Fusion, Game & Watch Gallery 4, uh, what was only known as Link to the Past, or I think it's just Zelda GBA at the time, was revealed to be Link to the Past, Game Boy Advance, Yoshi's Island Game Boy Advance, which was, you know, Super Mario Advance, whatever, and Disney's Magical Quest starring Mickey and Minnie, which was a Super Nintendo port, uh, just like Yoshi's Island and The Link to the Past. So it's kind of funny that all the Game Boy Advance games are primarily Super Nintendo ports, especially when we're all complaining about how the 3DS games are just N64 ports around the same time. Yeah, it is a little concerning, but Metroid Fusion was great. I don't really care about Game & Watch Gallery. I was always a little disappointed that we didn't get more exclusive original Zelda titles on on GBA, but... Or just we exclusive got, original titles, period. There's just a lot of retreading yeah. on the Game Boy Advance. We got, we got more exclusive Zelda titles, or more original Zelda titles than we got Mario titles, because we got, like, what, six Mario games on GBA, and all of them were ports? Yep. Maybe maybe four. I'm not sure. Six might be well, too much, but... There was there was Super Mario Bros. 2, 3, World, and Yoshi's Island. Yeah. And then, I mean, then you had, like, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, but... Right. Sure. That's that isn't like a Mario game. game. That's a different franchise, really. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the Game Boy Advance trailers, I mean, Fusion was a big deal. This is when it got its name before it was just, I think, seen on release lists as Metroid 4. Metroid 4, yeah. Which, now we know, I guess it's Metroid 5, because other M's kind of like Metroid 4. I don't know. And, Let's uh, not get it, into that. We'll, we'll have another segment Metroid, on Metroid um, Fusion came out the same day as Prime. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember that. Actually, the funny thing is, I didn't get Fusion. But I got Prime when it came out. And yep, I me think too. Part of the, I think, in all honesty, part of the reason why I only got one and not the other right then was because they came out on the same day, and I figured, you know, I was, I did not have a lot of money to spend, so I had to pick one or the other, and I went with the, I went with Prime. Yeah, I actually went with Fusion. I think, um, I think, I, I think I, I, it was, it came out in November, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I might have. Was it matched up against a Halo game? No, no, that was Prime Two. No, that was. I, think I might have actually. I think I might have actually put it on my Christmas list, and so I couldn't just go out and buy it. Uh, okay. My my parents frown on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, I really love Metroid Fusion. I, I I keep meaning to play through it on my 3DS with the ambassador copy, but I really don't want to start until they until, until they, they bring the um, the so safe feature. Yeah, I'm yeah. about three quarters of the way. But through But there are it. save points every five feet. There are a lot of save in points game. in that game. No, but I don't I don't like the, I don't like the idea of not being able to close my 3DS and oh, walk away. Yeah. Because I yeah, do that all so. the time. I, I I am constantly picking up my 3DS, playing for two to three minutes, and then deciding to do something else and putting it back down. And having to like quit out of the game to do that, it's 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 just an annoyance that I haven't wanted to put up with. But I, I am looking sure. forward to playing through Metroid Fusion again. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm about three quarters of the way through. I maybe I'll beat that on the plane ride to E3. Who knows? I always thought that the um the Samus versus the SAX was one of the better one of the better Metroid series. Um, it, it's it's tension. way better than Dark Samus. It's way better than Dark Samus, and it, it's it's more tense than a lot of the things in all three Metroid Prime games combined. Yeah, I think, uh, I, agree. I think it was way better than Dark Samus because Dark Samus is really just the SAX again. Yeah, yeah, true. that's a really good point. But Dark Samus isn't 
in, isn't vastly more powerful than you for the the entire game. If I, if I, I mean, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, S A X is scary really because only shows it, up at the very end. Yeah. It, she she's fast, and if she hits you, you pretty much you lose like half of your life. Yeah. Yep. Like you can you can only get hit like twice by by S A X before you're done. And she's quick. Like it's not like it's not like you can you can dwind, you can dawdle around once you see her. You have to get the hell out of there. Yep. It's really it, it's it's fantastic. It's one of my favorite me- moments in any Metroid game. So the next thing that happened in the E3 press conference this year actually ties into a listener mail that we answered a little while ago. Uh, the connectivity and uh, was Iwata coming out. I think this might have been his first time as president. Would have been this E3, I think. Or this might have been the, the last time he appeared not as president. Who knows? Um, but he came out and he talked about connectivity. And that, that would be Game Boy Advance to GameCube and online. But the thing is that there was a deliberate, there was a deliberate note on Iwata's part to mention that, you know, they were more focused on Game Boy Advance to GameCube because the cost of online gaming was too great at the time. Which, you know, that, that was a valid point in 2002. But yeah. Not really too much longer after that. I would say probably 2006, were people, were, 2007. Were people was still when... paying for Xbox Live back on the original Xbox? Yes. Oh, that. They oh, were, but it hadn't launched. I don't think by this point. Yeah, yet. Took, I think. Uh, about three I think years. actually, I believe. Oh, wow. I think Microsoft might have announced Xbox Live at the C3. Yeah, I'm not it, it, took, it, it took at least two, if not three, years for Xbox I think, Live I think to it, launch. I think it launched at the end of 2003 or early 2004. Yeah. Huh. Um, you know, but, the cost of online gaming at, at 2002 uh, was certainly certainly worth bringing up, but I don't, I don't think he's necessarily talking about the cost for the end user, the, the broadband cost. Maybe, oh, maybe no, he's talking, no, maybe he's talking about infrastructure costs, because, I mean, the infrastructure to support, you know, the, the dedicated servers and whatnot, that can certainly be fairly substantial, especially, like, the maintenance the maintenance cost. Yeah, I mean, that's actually good. part of what Iwata said at this, was that it was going to be more focused on... Uh, I guess like the game publishers providing that back end as opposed to Nintendo doing it. So it was basically they released the broadband adapter and then promptly did very little with it. Um, they showed, or I don't know if they showed, but they mentioned Fantasy Star Online Episode 1 and 2 as kind of their example of what online gaming was going to be on the GameCube, and that, that was about it. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, they talked about Animal Crossing. This is when Animal Crossing was kind of confirmed and... and you know, actually coming out in Western markets. And that was shown off with the connectivity with that. And they mentioned Square, but they did not show off anything. Crystal Chronicles still wasn't really a known commodity at this point. Right. And the note, um, I, I took this all from looking at Planet GameCube's coverage of this back in 2002. There's a note that the Kirby game that was shown previously wasn't shown, which is kind of those, like, duh. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like Kirby game that came out last year. But it actually, in, in this case, it it wasn't. It was uh, the Kirby's Tilt and Tumble game that I believe had a more concrete name that was going to be, like, you would control the Game Boy Advance while playing the, a GameCube game. Um, and it would work like Kirby's Tilt and Tumble, but it would be a sequel to that. And that was, I believe, playable at the C3, but I don't think it really was shown after this. Hmm. I never actually played that game. Yeah, um, I never played Tilt and Tumble either. I heard kind of mixed things. Yeah. Well, I heard it was really good, except you couldn't actually play it. Yeah. It's not like Yoshi's Topsy-Turvy, which I heard is just completely awful. <laughs> um, and then Iwata mentioned an upcoming Donkey Kong Game Boy Advance game, which I believe is Mario vs. Donkey Kong. Not 100% positive on that one. 
then the game eye was shown off, which is just yes. like, what what the hell? Um, what this did is it captured <coughs> images of your face for use in games. It's basically, you know, them playing around with the me thing, the stuff that was shown off, you know, with stage debut, back for the N64. It came back around as Game Eye. It's the so, GameCube's vitality sensor. Yeah, except for I think the vitality sensor will eventually become... Something? Uh, yeah, like the Miis eventually, you know, the stage debut stuff eventually became the Miis. The vitality yeah. sensor will eventually be worked into something. I don't recall the game eye at all. I'm gonna Google image. I, I right do now. not remember a damn thing about this. But yeah, I mean that is the game eye. Interesting. And and then uh Peter McDougal came back out on the stage and he talked more games such as Star Fox Adventures, Mario Party Four, Magical Mirror, starring Mickey Mouse. They they really loved the mouse back then. Ten eighty White Storm, which would be later known as Avalanche. Right. And Wario World, the treasure-made Wario game. And then uh, they started showing video of Super Mario Sunshine and introduced that. And then Miyamoto just completely pimped out, uh, came from the crowd, playing the game using a wave bird. Hmm. Which just, you know, once again shows how fucking awesome the wave bird is. Was the wave bird out at that point? I think this was the wave bird's reveal. This is the announcement. Okay, because okay. it was out in the summer of 2002. And this was, what, May of 2002? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it might have been announced, but this was its, you know, North American debut. Nice. I I love that controller. It's such a great controller. No, it really is. I don't I don't understand why they didn't just do a limited like limited edition run for people who wanted it. Just like maybe even give them away as like Club Nintendo prizes or something. Yeah. Oh, man. Put put the Wii logo on it. I don't care. <laughs> I I really I, I love the Wii Bird. They, they they released game, white GameCube controllers after the Wii came out specifically to bundle well not bundle but to use yeah, with the Wii. That. Yeah. So why couldn't they have done that with the Waybird? I mean I, I'm not asking them to put it on every target in the country. Just just let us have it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still have mine. It works really well, and I've been trying to figure out a way to, or I was trying to figure out a way to steal it from my friend for his from my friend for a really long time because he doesn't have a GameCube anymore. Uh, <laughs> But he, he thought he might get one in the, again in the future, so he, he eventually moved, and I missed my chance. Oh. I actually had two Waybirds, and one at a time, they eventually both vanished. And I don't know what the <laughs> hell happened to them. And I you know I've moved a couple of times in the last decade. I'm sure at some point, maybe I brought them over to a friend's house and left them. All I know is that I was basically left with two receivers. Um, which, was, which was an irritating reminder that I didn't have a I didn't have a waiver anymore. I, I gave away one of them on the NWR forums just because I felt like being a nice guy. And then on for the other one, I actually managed to stumble across an eBay listing for a receiverless Wavebird for eight dollars. So I I jumped <laughs> on it and I and I bought it and I was super happy to get it except for the freaking battery cl- battery clip is busted no. so I have to hold the oh. batteries in. But you always like tape it. No, yeah, I could tape it. I just I use rechargeable batteries, and I'm all and I don't oh, okay. play the GameCube very often. I'm almost always putting them in every single time that I use the Wavebird. Yeah. But you know, it's not in great shape, and the battery clip's broken. But eight dollar Wavebird, what can you say? Yep. Yeah. Um. So the next thing that happened was Wind Waker was shown off. Um. Yay. But it was it was still known as Legend of Zelda GameCube at this point. Um. And Miyamoto played a demo of that too. People and actually, went bonkers. Yeah. 
This was the um, reveal. This was the reveal of the look, wasn't it? No, no, that was back in August 2001. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, but okay. people still did go bonkers. But this was a much better one because I think Miyamoto even actually commented about the the poor reception of the graphics previously and kind of you know did that thing where he urges people to play it. And the demo yeah. actually ended in a glitch during the uh, during the press conference where an enemy was supposed to drop a big sword so you know Link could pick it up and knock through a like wooden fence. Oh, but nice. the enemy did not drop the sword, so then they just ended it. And then, nice. <laughs> and then from there, uh, three other people came out on stage with Miyamoto. Uh, I'll, I'll run down the list. Yoshiki Okamoto, who was with Capcom at the time, and is currently the former founder of Game Republic, which made such great games as Clash of the Titans for Xbox 360 and PS3. They don't exist anymore. They actually closed in 2011, but... Okamoto worked with Capcom and was working on Four Swords at the time, or, uh, you know, Link to the Past and Four Swords. Then there's Atsushi Shiozawa, who was with sure. Namco at the time, working on Star Fox Assault. And the last game that I could find that he was credited on working with with Nintendo was Mario Super Sluggers. Hmm. And the last person was Toshihiro Nagoshi, who was with Amusement Vision at the time, working on F-Zero GX. And now he's on the Yakuza team at Sega. Um, I think he's he's a pretty big producer on on that team at Sega. Interesting. And along with Miyamoto, these uh, the, the, this group of four people played Four Swords on Game Boy Advance, and it was the big reveal of that. Which, nice. as uh, I mean, it came out on 3DS as a as a free download for a while. Um, it's it's that same game, and this was its reveal of it as this being the other part of that Link to the Past Game Boy Advance game, um, which they kind of teased some kind of four player thing earlier in the press conference and revealed it then. Um, yeah, and then to close off the conference, F-Zero GX, a, a trailer was shown for that, and that was a game that was coming out, so that was cool. Um, and then there was a post-press conference Q&A, because it was, these were a lot less of a spectacle at the time, so they would, it was a very relaxed setting. Um, it was humorous looking at the E3 2001 video, because it's just like, uh, Peter McDougall on the stage being like, alright guys, um... Or it might be, it might have been Peter Main. I, I, I was actually going to mention that too. I, I, a little while ago, I looked up the video for I think the 2001 um, press conference, and I was just blown away by how less of a production it was. Yeah. Like now yeah. it's like a rock concert. Then it was yeah. like, well, it was they like have a press, orchestras a, a press conference. And... Yeah. It's amazing how much, and it's it's almost kind of surprising to think Nintendo even played along with this sort of escalation. Because yeah. it is not really in their nature to be showy. Um, yeah, but they are good at it. I mean, they are very good at it. I, I think you know, even outside of Wii Music, they've been doing I, some good press conferences. You know, I, I hear a lot of uh, a lot of uh, gamers who aren't necessarily big Nintendo fans say that they look forward to the Nintendo press conference every year because at least they don't know what they're getting when they go in, yep. and they'll be surprised mm. by something probably. Um, Whether it's positive or negative, like yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that. You never know what to expect, which is kind of scary sometimes, but other times it's good. You um, know, it, it, a lot of people criticize, and, and I have also, N Nintendo's ju just over, over-reliance on being super secretive and not showing anything until it's absolutely ready to show, but I tell you what, it makes for an exciting E3 every year. Yeah, this is very uh, true. When, when, when you were, when you're one of the other, other, developers who is talking to the press all the time and showing off their work all the time 
E3 doesn't mean anything. And, you know, that's yeah. maybe not necessarily that bad of a thing, but it is really cool to have this sort of, like, it's like Christmas for video gamers. Yeah, it really is. It really is. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's one thing that you notice hearing on other other podcasts and stuff like that. Maybe this is part of the reason why Nintendo doesn't get that Western mainstream media love is because, you know, you had that, that uh, the E3 Judges Week, for people who aren't familiar with that. It's basically, um, you know, I guess it's two or three weeks before E3. They have this E3, like, critics, judges, and basically a bunch of outlets send one person to go and play all those games. And basically, they play everything, except for Nintendo stuff. So that stuff is a mystery. It's a secret to everybody until the press conference. Yeah. And I don't really think there is any other, you know, announcement or reveal outside of maybe maybe a few things with Sony and Microsoft, maybe a thing or two with Ubisoft. Um, but with Nintendo's press conference, it's like, you know they're going to talk about Wii U. You know they're going to talk about 3DS. They'll probably mention Mario, but other than that, who the hell knows? Yeah, and I guess uh, some other notes from this E3 2002. Nintendo of America hosted an E3 party that featured Lifehouse and Smash Mouth for anybody that remembers them. Which I, just... I remember Lifehouse. So apparently, man. even in even in 2002, they were like about four years behind on, on, on music. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm still, uh, I know I've talked to Johnny before about how Real Big Fish played one of the Nintendo of America parties, and that makes me wish I was a part of the site back then and like five years older, because I wouldn't be allowed to go when I was 14 when this happened. Um, yep. And uh, I'll just run down quickly some of the Planet GameCube E3 2002 awards. The game of show on GameCube, uh, I guess we were really... We didn't want to make a decision back then because it was a three-way tie between Metroid Prime, Wind Waker, and Super Mario Sunshine. Is, on Game is, Boy Advance... You, you said Wind Waker was playable that year. Was Mario or Metroid playable? Yes. Okay. Because uh, Sunshine came out like two months after that. I think it might have been like oh, coming right out of Japan like days after E3 or something. Might I would been... love to have a Sunshine Wii U remake, because, I mean, I would like to play it again, but the fact that it's not in widescreen makes it a little hard to want to yeah. put a disc in. And then, uh, on Game Boy Advance, we had Metroid Fusion and Link to the Past Game Boy Advance, where the two games of show, once again, couldn't make a decision. <laughs> and then, uh, I was just looking at some of the other ones, and the only thing that really stood out to me was that BMX X won Best Extreme Sports, and this was the same year that Aggressive Inline was at E3. We have impressions of that game. Aggressive Inline is actually a competent and good game. BMX Triple X is like what ruined the extreme sports genre. So I don't know who made that call, but come on, guys. Didn't BMX Act, BMX XXX ruin the uh, extreme sports? Yeah, no, it did. That, that's what I said. BMX Triple X. Oh, okay. Um, that was the one with uh, you know, you could play as a girl with her shirt off and ride a fucking bike. Poorly rendered breasts. Yep. Um, oh God, I just <laughs> I, it you could breaks my that game now would be pretty good. It, it just breaks my brain to think that that was a thing like that and yeah. the fucking the guy game for PS2. Like, how did these products ever exist? Yeah. Good God. I love how the, the guy game became illegal at one point. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it did. What's really weird is that the uh, BMX game was not censored on Nintendo's platform. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to wrap it up, uh, we got, just I guess to, to look at the other systems, we had Game of Show for PS2 and Xbox. The PS2 ones were the original Kingdom Hearts and the original Sly Cooper. 
Nice. And the game of show for Xbox was Panzer Dragoon Orta. Yes. So, it has been it. a long time since 2002. Oh, about ten years. This was actually one of the first... I mean, I, I was there, I was following the, the GameCube hype very closely, but I think I might have actually started following it closely after E3, because I don't really recall much about the 2001 E3 show. I, I don't either. A lot of that was new to me when I was looking at it last year. E3 2002 was the first E3 where I went into it knowing that this is the show where everything gets announced. Yep. I, don't think I, I, I don't think I was really consciously aware of what E3 was until 2002. And it's the first year that I actually paid a lot of attention on, on, on Planet GameCube specifically. Uh, years and years and years and years and years ago, I remember like keeping very close tabs on Planet GameCube. I wanted the DVD, but I, I never actually got it. One of these days I'm going to have to get a copy of it and watch that. But um, my, fr- my best friend Aaron was the, the he's he's always been the guy that I play like brawl with he's the other like my the only person I know besides me like in real life who's as into Nintendo as I am he's had every Nintendo platform he's never owned any other console he's 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 on board definitely he he was working at, at some sort of like a park ranger summer job like he went up to the badlands in South Dakota and basically worked as some sort of like um like a park ranger I don't know uh, but he didn't really have internet access, and he didn't really have access to to look at all the video content that came out for that for that E3. So I actually made my own little Planet GameCube DVD. That wasn't Planet GameCube DVD, but I actually took all of Planet GameCube's videos that I could find to download <laughs> and uh, burned them to a CD and mailed it to my friend Aaron, and he was very very grateful. <laughs> That's nice. Mon- like like months or years later, I was going through my old, my documents folder, and I found. Like all these 2002 E3 um, uh, QuickTime movie files, and I was like, "Why the hell do I have all these?" And then I remembered that I put them all on a CD and I mailed them off to my friend in, in South Dakota. All right, well, I, I think that's a good time to end it on South Dakota. Yeah, uh, this has been our <laughs> E3 2002 predictions or predictions uh, retrospective show. Um, I hope you liked the trip down memory lane and. Hopefully we'll be doing it for 2003 next year. I, I really like looking back at these kind of, you know, these these moments in time that are now so far away. And at the time, we probably were had our heads exploded by Wind Waker and Metroid Prime and everything. You know, oh, the yeah. actual, a really good idea is doing a E3 2003 trivia and getting someone on and quizzing them about what may or may not have been revealed at that show. Oh, that would be a good <laughs> idea. Yeah. We, we, well, well, we'll get Sklens. He was actually at the C3. We can get, uh, see if he remembers being there. 2003, I don't recall having that much going on. Yeah, 2004 2002 had... was when they, like, they, blew, they basically laid all their cards on the table and were just like, alright, let's see if this works. Shit, it didn't. Alright, we gotta, we gotta start making the Wii, guys. Wasn't Pac-Man versus 2003? Yeah, that was, that was 2003. That's the year where, That's yeah, something. almost nothing happened. And then, 04, they had, uh, they had was, Zelda. Was that Zelda was... or was that 05? No, that was uh, 04. That was, that was 04. That was 04. Damn, Twilight I think, oh, I think 05 was out. also kind of a kind of one of those years where they show. I think they showed the Revolution hardware. I I, I think that was when Iwata was just like, look at this. It's three DVDs. Like that's the that's, that's how right. Big that it was is. such yeah. a big deal. Look at how tiny <laughs> yeah. it is. Yep. Yeah. I remember like having the putting three DVD cases together and being like, all right, that's what the, that's that's what the Revolution's gonna look like. <laughs> <laughs> Paint a blue line down the middle. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, All right. I hope you Thanks, guys enjoy it. And if you have any questions, write us in at uh, connectivity at nintendoreport.com. 
Hi, and welcome to the Connectivity E3 Prediction Show. Show, show, show. I've got with me, I've got Scott Thompson. Hello. I've got Zach Miller. Pop, pop. And I have found a wild Andy Gergen. Cool, cool, cool. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so we're going to talk about Nintendo and E3 2012, and our first focus will be on the press conference, which, you know, we're all excited for as we're recording this. Um, a, a week from this time, our minds will have been blown, and we'll all be likely exhausted from doing some sort right, of It's, a, it's a week from today. I hadn't, like, that just occurred to me. Yeah. Damn, yeah, it's crazy. Son. But I guess first, we'll, uh, we'll go over what we think the, the focus of, uh, oh, I guess... We know that the focus will be on Wii U, but just how much of the focus will be on Wii U? I know I've heard some people say that, you know, it, their press conference, or at least analysts have said that, like, Nintendo's press conference might be almost entirely Wii U. Whereas, I personally think that we will see a pretty good mix of 3DS and Wii U. I think it'll start off 3DS, and then the second half of it will be dominated by Wii U. But, uh, what yeah. do you guys think about it? Who's going first? <laughs> Scott. Scott, <laughs> okay. how about you? Um, I, I agree. I, I think I agree with the analyst, at least, in that I think it's going to be almost entirely Wii U. Um, there, there will be some 3DS in there, because if you think about it, we don't even really know much about what's coming up for the 3DS, apart from, you know, like Luigi's Mansion 2 and, you know, and the new Castle Animal Crossing. Game and, yeah, Animal Crossing. So there's some things, but it's things we already know about. New so. Super Mario Brothers 2 as well. Right, and that'll be fun to see, you know, a, a lot of in emotion. But there's got to be something else in the pipe. But I do think the the majority of the focus, like if we're going to go percentiles, I will say 85% Wii U. Um, I think last year was their year to kind of be coy about it. They started with the 3DS, showed a bunch of 3DS stuff, and then like the last, what, 20 minutes maybe of their conference was talking about the Wii U, and it was mostly just like prototype stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, I think I don't think that'll be, they're not holding anything back. We know about it. People want to know more about it. I think they're going to come right out of the gates. There will be no mistakes like last year where people are saying, so is it just a new controller? Is it a new <laughs> system? I mean, I think it's going to be 100% clear, and uh, I think there will be a lot shown, a lot that we probably don't know about, particularly with like just the functionality of the controller and, and why it's important. So, Zach, how do you feel about this? I think it's going to be um, uh, probably 40% um 3ds because it's on the market and um and it's gaining a foothold in the west and they you know need to tell us what's coming out for it it is their current console um but then i think they'll blow their load on on wii u too um but i think they might devote like a little bit of time to the wii and like kind of a look back at the wii and look you know how successful I it was and and like, like hey, we're releasing this Kirby game, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, I was Wii, just gonna and... say, like, the Kirby game would probably yeah, be I got, what gets time. I mean, I don't want to encroach, encroach on your time too much, Zach, but I got three words for you: Dragon Quest Ten. That's not gonna be at E3. Yeah, I, 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 that might get mentioned. That might even be playable, but I, it's not gonna be mentioned during the press conference. That's gonna so be that a big part of the show. It's such a through. niche thing, and it's so late in the console life. Nobody's gonna care about it right now. Well, so was Majora's, um, so was Majora's Mask. They made a big deal if about they, that. Look, if they show off, if if Dragon Quest X is a part of their press conference, it'll be a part of the Wii U press conference. Yeah, I agree with Zach. They'll say, by the way, you can play this on Wii too, but why would you? Look how good it looks on Wii U. I'm pretty sure Dragon Quest X will come out as a only Wii U only in North America. 
Oh, I'm almost positive right. on that. Interesting. I guess I hadn't thought about that possibility. And that after you said that, it doesn't sound too unlikely. I have often thought about Dragon Quest X as being the final hurrah, last AAA game for the Wii. Yeah, oh, me too. But, but but it's been pushed back so often now that it can't be anymore. I think that Kirby game is going to be their last hurrah. I I, I know that's sad, uh, but I think it's true. What do we know about this Kirby game? I'm. I guess it, I, I didn't... it is a collection of Kirby games. Oh, the collection? Yeah. That's yeah. not a. That's not a last hurrah. That's a right. off. <laughs> I know that's it's nothing. It's, it's, it's a. Like, it's a. That's a death last... rattle. Yeah. And I. 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 I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, be so quick in saying that uh, Dragon Quest won't come out on Wii. I mean, look at like the PS2. I mean, games were coming out on the PS2. Good games. I mean, Persona 4. Look at that. I mean, these games were coming out on the PS2. Like. Yeah, but the PS2 didn't have. The PS2 didn't have as much of a drop as the Wii did. Like the Wii is, for all intents and purposes, almost a dead system. You look and at Nintendo the releases of on America that, is not going to put any money into it for the Wii. I mean, actually, the funny thing is, is in Japan, it's not a dead system. But you look at North America and like what, like look at just 2012 as a year so far. What has come out for it that hasn't been published by Nintendo? Yeah. Uh, oh, sure. Shovelware. I, and, and sure, Madden. I, I I agree, but I mean I. I, they might push it for the Wii U, but I don't think it will be, you know, unable to be played on your Wii. It'll be a Wii game that, you know, maybe they'll put the Wii U logo on so people know they can play it on their Wii U's, but... Mm. <laughs> I think the only way that can happen is if basically Dragon Quest X comes out this fall, and it's just going by how the, the localization okay. between other Dragon Quest games, like, it's it's been almost a year in between Dragon Quest games. So yep. that's what makes me pessimistic about it. I know, they're, they're, it's not... I... There's no doubt in my mind that it's going to be, in North America, a Wii U exclusive. Okay, um, and we'll it, it won't even be a launch <laughs> title. Like, I mean, they're... You're wrong, but it's cool. <laughs> it, won't, it won't be a launch title. It's, it's going to be a while. Um, uh, but then, you know, I think I think most of it's going to be Wii U, and I think uh, a good portion of it will be 3DS. And, and frankly, I'm excited to see what they've got coming on the 3DS. I would like to see more third parties develop for it. Yeah, I mean, that's something that Iwata even said about how, uh, you know, Western developers haven't really jumped on it, and Western as a whole, the Western market hasn't had seen as many sales and as much success as Japan has. So maybe we will see something like a, a prominent Western developer showing off their game at the press conference, like maybe something like Disney with Epic Mickey on 3DS. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so, Andy, how about you? The way I look at it, is that I think they're going to start off the press conference with not with not with like a like a like a a sizzle reel of games. I think they're going to do sort of a state of the union talk um, for a little not for too long, but for a little bit of time. They're going to they're going to talk a little bit, kind of like that that investors roundtable they had where he addressed things like um, they're transitioning to to releasing full digital games for download. I think we're going to see a lot somebody of somebody like, in the audience will scream liar. <laughs> We're gonna see You're things like the like the the details behind the Nintendo network, centralized accounts, um, that kind of mm. thing. I think I think they're gonna kick off with, with with that kind of a thing. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Iwata's gonna come out there. We're gonna be. And, yeah, I think I think they wanna come out out of the gate and just sort of set the tone. We know you, you think we can't do this, and I'm here to tell you that we're, that you're wrong. We can do it, and here's how we're gonna do it. By think, releasing stuff today, like Rayman Origins and Order Up. We have just chosen not to do it. <laughs> you think we can't, but we just choose not to. I, I, Iwata has been very clear in some of these pre investor roundtables just saying, you know, we've been slow on the uptake. 
it's time that we have to to address it and and be a part of it or it's going to pass us by and he's not wrong and i think he knows he's not wrong and i think we're going to see a good 10 or 20 minutes of the press conference where he lays out their plans but, or reggie you know, does they're... for him or or Reggie does for him, yeah. That's probably more likely to be honest. I mean, we'll definitely we'll, we will definitely see Wada talk a little bit, but he's usually, I mean, he's speaking a different language. When when, when Wada talks, he usually does. He he normally sort of whisks whisks is the wrong word. He he um waxes nostalgic about his something about something about the way the game industry has evolved over the years. Yeah. Like like when it, he does like a like a GDC keynote, uh, he'll he'll go on there and just talk a little talk a lot about. You know his history with game development and how it's changed over the years and where it's at now. And that's Lots kind of what of I expect. Separating to see. his hands and clasping them back together. <laughs> and... At Nintendo, rebereave. I, I I just I, I kind of feel like they have they have a chip to get off their shoulder that, that they can be competitive, in the in the new HD marketplace and they need to con- they need to convey that and I think they know they need to convey it and I think we'll see them make an effort to convey that and then I think yeah. of course we'll go into games. I I see about. Maybe a quarter, of, maybe about a quarter of the press conference for 3DS. We're going to see a couple of new game announcements. Uh, that maybe that new Resident Evil game we heard about. Um, Epic Mickey will be will, will be a good one as well, like you said. Uh, maybe maybe a GTA game that would be kind of cool. Um, GTA Chinatown Wars 2. And of course, they'll cornerstone their keynote for the 3DS stuff with New Super Mario Brothers 2, which, yeah. will, which will which will sort of tie into their 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 network, you know, their their network plans. Yeah. And then then I think they will announce something for the Wii. Um, something that something that we don't expect. I don't know what it'll be, but I think I think they are not planning on not releasing console games until November. I think that's crazy. I mean, they have the Kirby collection, but I think everyone knows. It's not that like they've released count. anything for a year anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I, you say that's crazy, but I say they've been doing that since last like October. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you think about that. I believe there was a span from like. I think they had Mario Sports Mix, and I don't think they had another Wii release until September. Was it, when was Mario Party Nine? Mario Party Nine was this March. Okay. I don't. I don't expect them to release nothing on Wii until Wii U comes out. I well, don't they won't, because Pikmin Two will come out a couple days after. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, let's let's not talk about games that don't count. <laughs> uh, th- thank you for releasing Pikmin Two NOA, but you done fucked it up. Let's be. Let's be <laughs> Uh, so I expect I expect them to announce something on Wii. I don't expect it'll be a huge announcement, but I, I you know I wrote I penciled in Dragon Quest X, but now I'm starting to think you might be right about the the idea of it not really hitting the Wii in North America. That that does make a lot of sense. I mean, you got to think that Nintendo's the company that released a Zelda game on two different consoles at the launch. Um, so True. I don't see why Dragon Quest yeah. X can't be on a Wii. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I mean, I guess, you know, I, I think if we were to find out about a Western release for Dragon Quest X, we would find out next week. So, How about uh, Pandora's we'll Tower? Right. Has, that, has that been confirmed for North America? No, it has not. That's actually something that I think yeah, will I think, likely yeah. happen. I don't think it'll be at the press conference, but I think we might see in the press kit, like, Pandora's Tower sure. coming out, you know, in August in, in North America. That could be a last hurrah Wii game. Yeah, I mean, and I think that kind of all depends on how Xenoblade did. Second, second, second half of the press conference, all Wii U. I expect GTA V to be unveiled at Nintendo's press conference, not exclusively Wii U. You're a crazy person. I, I agree with Zach on this one. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I think Nintendo b- firmly believes. I think, and I don't, I don't know that I agree with them, but I think they firmly believe that GTA is 
the gamer's hardcore game that will buy them the credibility they so desperately seek. So what do you have to say about Rockstar saying today that they have no plans for E3? I did not know that. <laughs> Bazinga! Fair enough. Uh, okay, well, maybe it won't be GTA Five. I think it'll be surprising, though. I think there will be some major multi-platform release that will be unveiled at Nintendo's press conference as a Wii U game, not a Wii U exclusive. Something on the something on the scale of GTA. Maybe, maybe a Red Dead Redemption sequel. That would be awesome. State uh, of Emergency Three. Yeah, Bully Two. Hell yeah. Man, oh, yeah. That, that could be a possibility. Although, I mean, I think the Bully guys were working on Max Payne, but maybe it's a different Rockstar studio working on it. I just, I, I think Nintendo wants to make a splash with a game they know Xbox and PlayStation fans will be, are excited about. and That's what I want... thought they would have done with Aliens Colonial Marines, but I think yeah. that's been kiboshed. I don't know that Aliens Colonial Marines is going to be that big of a splash though i mean i don't know it, it's, it's only it's been in development for a decade <laughs> maybe i'm the wrong maybe, maybe i'm the wrong market for it i i don't really know much about this game or give a shit about this game like i don't know it's a and direct maybe it'll be sequel cool. to aliens dude it's canonical i'm super excited about this game but it right, i agree well, that it doesn't have like the cachet to uh no so that's gonna make people go wow um although i do i do Enjoy the rumor that maybe it's going to launch on Wii U as an exclusive first, like a timed exclusive. I thought yeah. that was kind of interesting. That would be I, amazing. I, I don't know that that will happen. But yeah, as, as to... the person who originated that rumor, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> Sorry, but guys. But um, if, we're, if we're just launching right into what we think third parties are going to um, to announce, um, you know, I know Andy was kind of bringing this up. I, I thought maybe something, because Ubisoft loves Nintendo so much right now, I thought maybe like an Assassin's Creed collection. Um, that could get oh, you know, be interesting. Nintendo loyal think... is caught up with the the series. I oh, mean, yeah. it's got the the main games included on it, um, some bonus content, and then obviously three um, coming to Wii U and showing a lot of footage of three. See, that's the one thing is that I think that that is a possibility of happening, but I think if that gets revealed, that will get revealed during Ubisoft's press conference. Yeah. Because we do know for a fact that at Ubisoft's press conference there will be Wii U stuff. That's true. Yeah. Um, you know, which you I mean, know might might might, me... might add up to just being like you know a trailer for Killer Freaks and maybe a demo of Rayman or something, but it could be more than that. How about a? Uh... Here we go. Here's here here's one for you. Beyond <laughs> Good and Evil Two exclusive Wii U. But they've already said about how that's like I know. You know, next gen, real next Don't gen. Destroy my dreams. But I I really think they want something that'll sell more than a half dozen copies. <laughs> that's that's usually the goal. <laughs> oh, stay out um, of the right word. Hurts. That 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 may have some cachet. You know, m- maybe a new Prince Perch game, like an, please, another. Reboot. Please make a sequel to two thousand eight. Please that do was it. Great. Well, I, I love, I love that, that too, but I don't I don't see that happening. That damn movie ruined it. And I I don't I don't think there are going to be many. Uh, I don't think there are going to be many third party exclusives announced. I, I think the. The third-party exclusive, yeah. when it comes to home consoles now, especially with there being, you know, parody now between the three, um, I, I just don't see there being many third-party exclusives. But no, what I will look forward to, but what I lo- will look forward to is third-party games that are coming to all systems, but how they're better on the Wii U because yeah, of what which the should happen offers. for at least a year or two. You know, or or maybe that games even look better now on Wii U because it can outperform what the PS3 and the 360 can do. Yeah. You know, I don't know yeah. that that's true, but you know that would be. Yeah, I don't. That would I, be I don't exciting. think. 
I don't really expect to see a lot of Wii U exclusives because I think developers are understandably hesitant. But I do expect E3 to be to have some not exclusives announced, but just the exclusive on the announcement, if nothing else. Yeah. N- Nintendo has right. has shown that they want to prove that they're ready, and because I I think they put themselves in a position where they can't rely on the type of mass market appeal that the Wii had. They know they have to appeal to the gamers. They have to, or they who else is going to buy it? My mom's not buying a Wii U. She hardly uses the Wii she bought. <laughs> they, they have to appeal to the gamers. If they don't, I think they're going to be hurting, and I think they know that. They, I mean, it has to start with the Nintendo loyalists, but they've got to put themselves in a, in, in a position to be a, a they, they got to bring themselves back into the conversation. Right now, most video game websites on the internet don't even talk or care yeah, about Nintendo. Unless it's Nintendo exclusive. Like they're not. Right. Yeah, exactly. They're they're not even in the conversation. They have to get themselves back in the conversation. And the only way they're going right. to do that is if is, is with something with the cachet of a GTA Five, an Assassin's Creed Three, a Mass Effect game. Maybe we'll see a Wii U exclusive Mass Effect game. Wouldn't that be something? That would be something. I don't think that'll happen, but that would be something. That's, that's what has to happen for them to get back in the conversation. Right. They need they need someone to come out and say, we're developing this game, and the Wii U has been the Wii platform. Like, this is what we've designed it around. Um, Which I think I, is I, tough right now to say, because a lot of people, you know... They, it's, they, it's new they, hardware. We likely haven't seen many games that have started off like that, but we'll right. start to hopefully see, start seeing those games. See, what yeah. happened What happened while, 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 while Reggie and Iwata were out celebrating the success of Wii Sports is that a whole bunch of other intellectual property launched entire franchises on PS3 and Xbox. Yeah. Assassin's Creed, Mass Effect, Uncharted, call it moder- Uncharted Modern Warfare. You know, you, you can give them crap for sequelizing the shit out of it, but these are new franchises that Nintendo has never touched before on, on any of their systems, except for maybe a, a spinoff on, on DS. Oh, that they, Assassin's they, Creed spinoff is terrible! Yeah. They, yeah, they, they absolutely need to get themselves in on the pie a little bit. Because right now, gamers are, are going to migrate to the systems that have the games they've been playing, the franchises they've come to love over the past six years. Yeah. See, the funny thing is that you, you're talking about all these third, well, you know, the, the possibility of, like, they need this third-party exclusive, whereas I don't really know how big of a difference that'll make, because uh, whether you hear it before or after this, uh, me, Andy, and Zach talked about E3 2002, and in that, Nintendo kind of kicked it off by showing off trailers for, like, Eternal Darkness, Metroid Prime, and Resident Evil Zero, and that did nothing to dispel the the popular opinion of them of the day. And it's it's kind of funny that we've almost come back to that that kind of kiddie debate that, that plagued right. the early 2000s. Except well, for Eternal, now it's like, you know, it's but the it's blue ocean though, casual debate. It, it, Eternal Darkness was a new IP. It was a great game, but that game didn't have a built-in fan base. Resident Evil Zero was a non-core title in that franchise. Not not dissing the game at all, although, you know, you can diss it for other reasons, but Resident Evil Zero was a spin-off. They've that's all Nintendo's gotten in for for 10, 12 years is spin-off titles. Um Well they and, got Resident you know, Evil four first. <laughs> for a couple months. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and how yeah, how many how many other how many other mainline franchise games have they gotten in Resident Evil? We've got Revelations. Revelations. That's yeah, Revelations, that's, actually. That's, that's, that's spinoff. That is a spinoff, yeah. And apparently, uh, from the sales of Re- Revelations, we we might not get we might not get more nice things. 
Yeah, um, I, so really. Resident Revelations apparently sold pretty terribly. We don't we don't get RE5, we get RE Umbrella Chronicles. Yeah. That's the way it's been for a long time now, and that's what they have to change. I, I do that's... like I every every couple of weeks it seems like there's a story coming out where some developer or some you know uh, well-known uh, creative genius when it comes to games is saying that he's impressed with the Wii U technology. And so I would not be surprised if there's a, a really great sizzle reel of just developers talking about how great the Wii U is and what they're excited to do with it. How about, how about Mirror's Edge 2? Oh, man. Wouldn't that be I something else? I, I don't know if that would really do Jack, but I would I would be so chanced for that. I was going to say, there, there's a... There's another game that's guaranteed to sell the 500,000 copies yeah. that you were talking about. Yeah, five yeah. copies. That'll sell the last Cyborg's number. The Last Guardian is owned by Sony, but I like what you're thinking. Um, you're just talking nonsense. You know, but, you know what would be really cool with the Wii U tablet? And uh, SimCity. I mean, they're, they're working on that yeah. new game, EA is, so, so maybe we can see SimCity come to Wii U. How about, even cool. just a, how about even just a proper Sims game? <laughs> you yeah. know? They've never made a great, like, Sims game, not on PC. Like, there are always these terrible spinoffs. It's just like a real Sims game. But we should talk too much about third parties. I, I kind of wonder if we can talk first party now. Yeah, I mean, I have I have several ideas for how this first party stuff could go down. And, I mean, we've, we've talked about the 3DS stuff already. You know, Luigi's Mansion 2 will obviously be shown off in some capacity, so will Animal Crossing, New Super Mario Bros. 2. Um, we'll probably see some murmurings about Fire Emblem coming stateside, Professor Layton 5 coming stateside. Um, I think that's about all the 3DS stuff that we, we kind of have on lockdown. Right. Uh, Paper Mario might show up. Maybe that'll be playable. I, I think that... I don't think it will be. I think three. that'll either be a late 2012 or early 2013 release. I think it, it, it will... This is its last E3. I, I think. don't think Animal Crossing will be there either. Animal Crossing will be there. It's coming out in the fall in Japan. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping science. Um, But on, on Wii U... I think there's a lot of potential for some badass reveals, and I've got three that I would love to see happen, and I think I'll do them in the order of which I think they will. Like, what one's the most likely? The one that I think is the most likely is Eternal Darkness 2. Huh? Woo! Um, Silicon Knights has made a lot of comments. I, I'm pretty sure it's been Dyak. I think it might be a few other people from Silicon Knights talking about how they, they're working on a sequel... The, uh, the sequel to the sequel that everyone always wanted them to make, which it's like they ain't touching Soul Reaver. Um, that's we we pretty much know. Like like I mean, they had the, the the dispute with Crystal Dynamics and everything, and there's a lot of bad blood there. They ain't going back to Soul Reaver, and no one wants to see a sequel to Two Human. So <laughs> I think like it it doesn't make sense to be anything else. Um, I think Silicon Knights is working in Eternal Darkness too, and I think it'll be revealed. In some capacity at E3, because what the hell else is Silicon Knights doing outside of making crappy X-Men games? And I'm pretty sure we knew that the X-Men Destiny team was kind of their B team. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that was basically a game that they were making to get some money, and it was pushed out earlier than it should have been. Um, it was shit out earlier than it should that, have been. The one that I think is also, uh, this is kind of my, my pet prediction, which is Retro working on a Zelda game for Wii U. Which really, you haven't brought that up before. Yeah, Detail I know, that. I know it's it's weird. Um, and retro, I mean, they've been kind of staffing up for Wii U. Uh, going back to July 2011, it seemed to be when they were doing a lot of staffing up for Wii U. 
um, taken, they basically just pilfered everyone from the Austin, Texas area. Like, there's a bunch of people from, uh, what, like, Vigils around there, Redfly, um, trying to think of what other companies are down in Austin, but a lot of people from there. And most of those people had console experience. So, while I know some people have said Zelda, Zelda 3DS by Retro or something, or a Zelda 3DS game being next, I, I think that Retro's working on a Zelda Wii U game that's going to come out in 2013. And my last ballsy hmm. prediction is Platinum Games making Star Fox for Wii U. Why Platinum Games? Because, uh, what's... God damn it, I can't think of the guy's name. One, one of the big dudes at Platinum Games, I think the guy who directed Bayonetta, um, he has gone on record saying that he would... He, he basically made a joke about how he would kill a man to make a Star Fox game. I would um, like to see a Star Fox game made that comes from the mind of the guy who did Bayonetta. Yeah, but he hasn't, he hasn't done a damn thing since Bayonetta. Like, I mean, I think he might have been doing some producing, but he hasn't directed a game since Bayonetta. Bayonetta came out, I think it came out in 2009 in North America. It might have come out in 2008 in Japan or something. So, like, dude has had yeah. time. I, I know there were some murmurs of Bayonetta 2 being a thing and then not being a thing. So, I mean, that might have been in pre-production at some point or maybe a little bit of light production. Who knows? But I think that they could be working on something with Nintendo because it seems like Sega don't have any damn money. So <laughs> maybe uh, maybe Nintendo does have the money to work with Platinum Games and make a Star Fox Wii U game. That would be cool. Those are my three ballsy predictions. How crazy would it be if Nintendo announced they were buying Sega? Uh, if it weren't for the financial loss, I don't think that's that crazy. Like that Nintendo's underground. Like if Nintendo was profitable. I don't think that'd be that crazy. Huh. Yeah, I mean, why not? They're already very good friends at this point, and yeah. I mean, you can always churn out a Sonic game to make some cash. So. Yeah. I remember reading an article recently about how it's so sad how shitty the Mario and Sonic games are. Yeah. So, so I dropped my my three predictions that I guess are to varying degrees of probably nonsense. What about you guys, Scott? Do you have any nonsensical predictions that may or may not happen? Yeah, I, I've been thinking about it a lot, and I think it's about time that Nintendo's gotten back to launching a console with a Mario game, and not one of these 2D, uh, like, new Super Mario Brother games. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of think there's got to be, there's got to be a, a 3D Mario that kind of shows what the Wii U can do. I, I think back to the N64, and it was such a, a, a big change, and just looking at that, that controller then, like, you had no idea why it looked the way it did. And Mario 64 justified it. And, I mean, shit, the controller's probably built to play Mario 64. I mean, I think yeah. if you're talking chicken and egg, I think Mario 64 probably came first. Um, so I would love to see, like, a, a real true Mario game launch a Nintendo console. It's been, you know, now three generations since that's happened. Um, and I, I think it's just time to get back to that. And I, I just think, like, they they have to have something sort of interesting and just brand new that we've never seen that they can do with that controller. And I, I think that's the, the ultimate way to kind of show what they can do. Now, the thing with that is, who do you think would be making that Mario game? Um, I don't know. Because <laughs> e EAD Tokyo, um, at least one of the EAD Tokyo studios, made Super Mario 3D Land. Right. And didn't, um, they, work, who, didn't they work on um, the Galaxy game? Yes. Who did, okay. Um, but the thing is, is that something that I kind of realized that I, I was never really aware of, and I feel like a lot of people might not be, is there are two EAD Tokyo studios. So, I mean, I don't oh. think it would be that crazy to think that maybe, you know, since Galaxy 2, 
EAD Tokyo, you know, some people were working on Mario 3D Land, and some people were working on a on a Wii U launch title or you know mm. launch window or something. Um, but actually, I, I, I there's that part of me that thinks that we will see you know that new Super Mario Brothers may come back and be a little more interesting. Not really sure how, and stay a side scroller. But I think that could be made by the other EAD Tokyo studio, and I think that right. could be pretty cool seeing like kind of their take on side scroller. Yeah, huh. yeah, that would be pretty cool, and I don't know, I, I think too, maybe in some way, and I guess it would work well with, um, if it was a new Super Mario Brothers game, but something showing kind of their online infrastructure, like I'm thinking maybe where you could do like drop-in multiplayer. Oh, that would um, be awesome. And um, maybe like designing levels, you know, like maybe they'll rip from like Little Big Planet a little bit. If there was a Little Big Mario, I would I would die a happy man. Right, and like that controller seems perfect for it because you could just move things around on the controller, like yep. put pipes and blocks and you know all that kind of stuff. I want to see um, like an, an extreme sports like Tony Hawk game on Wii U with that kind of functionality because that would be so awesome to like just build a skate park using that. Oh yeah, oh, that it's would. like perfect. It's yeah. perfect for that. Even like uh, even strategy games would be pretty good on that. Like I think like you could totally play like StarCraft Two on that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know, but um. Yeah, so I, I think that, and then um, I think there's got to be the return of Metroid in some fashion. Now, I don't know if we're buying into the whole Star Fox Metroid rumor. Nope. <laughs> I, I'm not I don't even know where that came from. Maybe there are two games in the works, but I don't think they're going to be <laughs> I mean, that's way, the, uh, mingling. That's the other thing that I've been kind of leaning towards a little more, is that maybe Retro is going back to work on Metroid. Um and maybe that's where the Star Fox stuff kind of came into it. Maybe Platinum Games is making that Star Fox Wii U game, and Retro is making a new Metroid game. And maybe in that new Metroid game also, you fly Samus' ship. So right. that could be why people were just like, it looks like Star Fox. Yeah, I think so. I think I think there's some truth to um, to both those franchises reappearing, but I do not think it will be in one singular game. It just doesn't because, make sense. Because actually, I mean, kind of thinking back to last E3's Wii U demos, there was that that uh battle me which was the two people like the two me's that were kind of dressed up like samus and then the one person in a spaceship that kind of looked like samus's ship Mm -hmm. and i mean you controlled the ship with the the wii u tablet controller so maybe they're going to include that into some kind of new metroid game um that could be pretty awesome yeah yeah totally so i i think so i kind of lean more towards that it might be something for the uh the uh, 3DS more so than the Wii, but or the Wii U, I should say. Do, but, do you think it would be retro working on it, or do you think it would be someone else? If it's for 3DS, I don't think it would be retro. Um, I could see like Way Forward or something would be awesome. Oh, that'd be so cool, <gasps> right? We are um, meeting with them at E3, and we don't know what about. So that would be really great. Um, but if it's for Wii U, for sure, like why not retro? I mean, they did such a great job with it. Other M's left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. I mean, why not go back and? Uh, Give him another shot. I think it will kind yeah. of rejuvenate uh, faith in the series. And then just, I only had those two to really talk about, but then something just popped in my brain. Do you guys think we will see another entry in the Wii Sports franchise? Yes, but I don't know yeah. if it'll be Wii Sports necessarily. It could it'll be, be something different. It, it, like, I, I think what we'll probably see is things that highlight the you know, the, the tablet controller. Pretty much. They'll slap all a, those mini games. Yeah, from last a, a year collection of that, which. I mean, I'm the only person in this group that has played those, but, like, those games are really great. They are a ton of fun. And I think if, like, they, they had some of those and maybe added some more, that could be a very attractive package and also be something that's, like, so you want to know what this thing can do? 
here are some games that kind of give you that taste. And, you know, obviously make them more real games as opposed to tech demos, but that's kind of a given. There you go. Yeah, so that's all I got. Cool. All right, Zach, do you have any uh, any ballsy Wii U ideas? Well, I have, as, as far as software is concerned, or totally? Both, sure. Okay, well, my two software things are, I do think we'll see a 2D Metroid game on 3DS. When I see two, say 2D, I mean like Cave Story 3D 2D. Um, not sprite-based. I think it'll be, uh, uh, you know, geometric models. And, yeah. and And I think it will be kind of a return to the Super Metroid style. I don't know. I think Sakamoto's name will be attached to it, but I, I pray to God he's not as involved as he was with Other M. Yeah. Um, well, keep in mind, Sakamoto still made Zero Mission. I don't know how that's possible <laughs> after Fusion and Other M. I mean, he must have been, they must have been reining him in for that. Um, but right, just, just remember that. The, the guy's not a terrible game <clears throat> he, designer. He is capable of making a good Metroid game. I think you just need to make sure. Uh, Hell, oh, so I... you want to have all this dialogue? How about no? <laughs> how about just split-second cutscenes of Ridley approaching Samus? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I would even accept and probably be excited for a 3D, 2D remake of Super Metroid. You know, or, so Metroid you know, Pro. God forbid, Metroid 2. Um one of those would be great. And then my, my, the one I hope for after the little golf demo at E3 last year, how about Mario Golf on Wii U? Um, maybe in the near future. Maybe not I a think, launch title, but yeah. they might, they might announce it and show off that. some, some, you know, footage. I think we might conference. see. I mean, as far as Western developers, we might see uh, Tiger Woods Golf get some sort of push. I was, I was going to say maybe that that'll too. be a launch title. Um, I, I would be. You know, it's been a really long time since we got a Mario Golf game. Yeah, since I don't uh, know why they're focusing on Mario Tennis. Probably because it's easier to make, and maybe well, because they want to have the golf game on Wii U. Well, sure. There you go. There you go. Um, but my big Wii U prediction is that, uh, like Andy was saying earlier, I think they're going to. I think they're really going to drop a lot of progressive bombs on us that we didn't expect. Um, I think there's going to be, you know, a centralized account. I think there's going to be kind of a, I don't know what you'd call it, an eShop that's similar to XBLA or PSN. I think we're going to have, uh, you know, a friends list that's usable. I think we're going to have a swap note, but I think it's going to be a lot more functional. Um, because Swapnote, as a core idea, is pretty good. Pretty I keep cool. on forgetting that Swapnote still exists. Yeah, Swapnote still exists, and I think they're going to hang on to it. I think they're going to put it on Wii U. Um, and I think they're they're going to really embrace the digital download future, and I think they're going to retroactively put uh, current 3DS first-party games on the eShop. I think at some point you'll be able to go out and buy Mario 3D Land on the eShop. That's my big prediction. That might not be a big prediction, but I, but I guess what I'm saying is, they're gonna come out of the gate a lot more prepared for this than any of us are giving them a second thought about. I agree. Yeah, I would hope so. 
I mean, that that's what would really impress me. I mean, you can show off Batman Arkham City and maybe it looks a little prettier. You can give me Mario Galaxy 3 with, you know, tablet controls. Awesome. But if you want me to jump in on day one, you know, give me a great online functionality plan and Wind Waker HD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That will make me buy the system on day one. Well, along those same lines, you know, I want to see GameCube games on Virtual Console for Wii U. Yeah, I, w- I was thinking about saying that, but I just don't know. I just don't know if they'll do that, because those are fairly large games. Yeah, they are, but... I mean, it's not be, like Microsoft be, and Sony aren't putting full games on PSN and Xbox. They're going to be releasing full Wii U retail download yeah. games, games for download. Yeah, you're right. It's not that right. incredulous. I, and, but now, if they were like HD remakes of GameCube games, that would, that's what would sell me on it, because there are a lot of HD GameCube games I'd like to play. Well, Zach, I, I want you to think about it for a second. What other, what other scenario do we have right now where you can play old-school games using souped-up, pretty graphics that feature exclusive features of the console, or you can go play the exact port the way it was? Well, 3D 3D classi- 3D Classics. Virtual Console versus 3D Classics on 3DS. So what you're or, saying is totally, or the totally remake, feasible. like the, the the Star Fox, and although that's more of a ground up thing. I'm just saying on the 3DS right now, I can either go play Kid Icarus or I can go play. Well, I can't play Kid Icarus without the 3D Classics, but you see where I'm going. With yeah, this. I see what you're saying. There's totally it's not, room it's for, not a big deal. There's it's not an either or conversation like Virtual Console for GameCube versus HD remakes. We can have it yeah. both ways. Um, I expect to see. Well, I don't expect to see. I'm. Ho- I, I think you're right. I think they will be more prepared than we're giving them credit for. I want to see Virtual Console on ga- uh, for GameCube titles. I wouldn't mind actually seeing Virtual Console for Dreamcast titles too. That would wouldn't be that really be cool? awesome. I mean, we've we've seen a, we've seen a few of those on um, like XBLA. No reason they can't port those over to Virtual Console for uh, for Wii U, and maybe yeah. e- maybe even pay Sega to keep keep moving down that path. Um, for that, for that matter, you know, for that matter, I want to see Wii titles available from the eShop. I want to be able to, while I'm lying in bed, fire up the Wii U from the mm-hmm. tablet controller, play a couple of levels of New Super Mario Brothers Wii, and then, and then turn the system off right while I'm lying in bed at night. Like I, there's no reason I should have to actually look at the television to do any of that. I mean, that's. That, do you think I, I, Wii U will? Do you think Wii U will launch with Hulu and uh, Netflix? If it doesn't the, launch with it, the box. I think it'll be shortly after. Yeah, least. I think yeah. so. I, I I don't know that it's all that crucial because everyone who has everyone who wants that functionality has it one way or another oh, sure. right now. I sure. think it's important it's... to just have it there. I do. No, I I agree. I I, I think I think it'll, it it's going to be more important to Netflix and Hulu to get on there than it is for Nintendo to make sure it happens. It's kind of sure. like the same reason they didn't put a DVD player in the Wii because at that point, who needs another DVD player? Like my you know, fucking it, cell phone plays Netflix. I don't need it anywhere else. It was funny. It's funny you mentioned that. I was just gonna ask you guys: Do you think it'll be able to play DVDs or Blu-rays? No, no, no definitely not Blu-rays. Think. Not Blu-rays. Not. I, I don't. I don't think they need to make it a DVD player. I wouldn't be surprised to see them sell movies online. Um, but, no, they're but, no, they're not there yet. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised to see it. I also wouldn't be surprised to not see it. But I, you do you know, think, I, do you I, think we'll see 3DS uh, Wii U connectivity stuff? We should. 
if we don't, then I don't know what the hell they've been talking about for the past decade. Not out of the gate. It, it'll be a game-by-game game thing. I hear people say they want to be able to use the 3DS as a Wii U controller, and I don't disagree, but it's going to have to be on a game-by-game game basis. Yep. There's no way they can standardize it to everything. Right. So, you know, if, if Sakurai wants to wants to put the 3DS as a control option for Smash Brothers, um, great, but it'll be a, something that's specific to that title. Yeah. That said, I, I would love for them to do more <laughs> things like that. I mean... They had the DS Wii U, or I'm sorry, the DS Wii connectivity, but that was just for downloading demos, and it was really unnecessary, to be perfectly honest. Um, but, you know, they've had how many years now? Six, seven years to do Wii DS gameplay connectivity, and what have they done? Square ported a DS game to Wii so that everyone can play it together. That's it. That's the closest I mean, I, they got. I think part of the reason why we haven't seen any of that kind of stuff is because they're going to blow it up with the Wii U. They're taking a lot of those concepts, and even if it's not necessarily 3DS to Wii U, it's the fucking controller to the system. Like, that's what... That's why we haven't seen that, is because they've been building those concepts to this. Well, I just kind of feel like everyone thinks that that Pac-Man Versus is is, is a gimme, and I don't don't disagree, but they could have done that already. They could have put it on the eShop, or the the DSiWare store as a downloadable game, and had had it hook up to the Wii. Sure. Like... They haven't done it. They haven't. They've never. They haven't chosen to do that. So. Yeah. Yep. yep. Most of everything else I was gonna say, you guys already covered. I think we're gonna get a new Metroid or a new Zelda for 3DS. I don't know which, but I do. I do expect to see at least one major announcement in a, in a, in a core franchise for for 3DS. And I don't think it'll be Star Fox. I don't really care that much about Star Fox. I don't think it'll be. F-Zero, I don't really care that much about F-Zero. You know, I wouldn't be shocked to see them, you know, say that the, the new Pikmin game is going to be on 3DS, too. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? Uh, that would but be called I, more connectivity. But I, yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't expect it, but I think the 3DS is ripe for a Pikmin game, honestly. I they think the 3DS is ripe for a Yoshi platformer from Goodfield. Yeah, that was that's on my bingo card, but I don't know how strongly I believe it. Like, I mean, yeah, I think sure. we're, we're going to find out whatever the hell Goodfield's been working on. Um, although I think if they are working on a Wii U title, then maybe we won't hear about it for another year. But if they're working on a 3DS title, I think it'll be a new Yoshi platformer coming to the 3DS this fall. I will say it, that. It would really be cool because Good feels good at the uh, the whole make it look like, you know, textured look kind of deal Yeah. Uh, from Kirby. I think it would be cool to have a, uh, uh, God, what do you want to call it? Like a paper doll style for Yoshi's Island. With, uh, you know, like a paper doll background. I mean, and, kind of like Yoshi's, it's kind of like, Yoshi's like Island Yoshi's gameplay Island. with Yoshi's yeah. story. Yeah. Graphics. Well, not Yoshi's story, because Yoshi's story had a bizarre bizarre textured look. Um, but I, I'm talking about, like, things you cut out. Like, you cut out pieces of paper and stick them together and make them look like a Yoshi. Yeah. You know, uh, I think that would be a really good look for that franchise, because it's similar to what they did in the original Yoshi's Island. That was just chalk drawings. So, Well, I'm going to throw one more one more off-the-wall prediction. Well, not really one more because I haven't really done one. But I'm going to throw one off-the-wall prediction, and that's that either on Wii U or on 3DS, we're going to get a Cannabis Curse 2. And I think it actually makes more sense to have... It makes more sense to have it on Wii U. It makes more sense to have it on Wii U than it does 3DS because on 3DS you'd have to play the entire game on the ugly touchscreen, not the beautiful 3D screen. Uh, so it actually kind of makes more sense to have it as a Wii U game, maybe even a Wii U eShop download download game. And it could be part right, of Kirby's great. 20th anniversary too. 
Yeah. Um, and how do we all feel, I guess, as, as we're kind of wrapping this up, how do we all feel about the two Wii U controllers? Is that pretty much a gimme? I think so. Yeah, I think, yeah, I so, think so, too. I would hope no. so. I don't, I don't think they'll make a big deal out of it. I think they'll show a video where it's it's happening, and that'll be their way of confirming it without ever even really talking about it. You know, here's an idea. If you're going to use two tablet controllers, just plug them in. I mean, I know everyone likes wireless, but how hard is it to plug in the controller when you're sitting on the couch? The 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 bottleneck isn't the the wireless bandwidth. It's the fact that the system has to like generate the graphics for every controller individually. I mean, oh, I think any okay. any game that uses the if any any game that supports two controllers, two Wii U controllers, it'll probably be like graphically limited on those two screens. Sure. Like it'll be yeah. like maybe you'll see stuff where it's more intensive. Well, like Madden could do it and just have a play call. Yeah, screen. exactly. And I think that's, that's the kind of thing. That's why you need it is because you know what. Having a game like Madden on the Wii U would just be a complete loss of potential if you can't do that. That makes so much sense. It's basically like having multiple monitors on a computer. Yeah. The more the more screens you have, the more power you got to have to power those screens. Maybe to uh, to close this out, maybe we should go around and and guess uh, launch price. I've got I've got one more thing to close it out after you, but yes, launch launch price. Um, I'll, I'll say three hundred dollars with a. Um, kind of like 3DS where it had Face Raiders and stuff on it, you will have that kind of Wii Sports stuff built into the system. Oh, sure. And there will also be some sort of like Street Pass Me Plaza kind of thing that will, instead of showcasing Street Pass, will showcase online stuff. Yeah. And from like next, trophies? Uh... Do you mean like trophies? Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. Three hundred. It could have something... It could have something like Near, where you can exchange uh, downloadable content from games with your friends. What would you guys? Uh, what would you be? It kind of seems we're all around three hundred. What would you be comfortable with paying? Like I could see up to three fifty. I, I, I don't. I do not think I could do four. I, I would probably still do it, but I would be that's, very that's angry about ceiling. it. I think three fifty is my is my highest for it me. It better come with a whole lot of stuff for three fifty. Even at three hundred, it's gonna be. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be hard pressed to be able to afford the system when it comes out. So, I think it is very imperative that Nintendo makes this three hundred dollars or less. Do you think they could do different um, SKUs? Like one comes with two tablets instead of one, or one comes with a game. I don't uh, know if they would. No, They've never not, done not that before. Think, I think it muddies the message too much. It's it's hard to. It's hard to be clear to the consumer what it is they're getting when you start doing things like that. Right. Yeah. Think, of, think, of the, think of the 360 where you could buy it with a hard drive or without, but you basically needed a hard drive to do anything. I mean, you yeah. basically yeah. sold people a, a, just a shitty, worthless system that they had to pay more in the end to get the hard drive and stuff. You sold, I mean, you sold people the OS. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so no, I, I don't think so. Same, same, same question, different product. How much will the, will the controller cost standalone? I want to say like seventy or eighty. I think I'd seventy. A hundred. I think one hundred's the absolute ceiling. It can't be any more than that. I think it'll if be seventy-five dollars. If it's a hundred dollars, it will floor everyone at that press conference. Not that oh, they'll yeah. say it there, but a hundred dollars for the controller would would would, would be would be a, like an amazingly high price for them. I think. I think seventy sounds more reasonable. I think Not the that. lower the lower they can make that controller, the better. Yeah. And, can... But keep in mind, in a few years, all the technology will have cheapened anyway, and they'll lower the price of the controller. No, they'll just right. make a hell of profit. 
and, and even though even <laughs> right. though they're going to it, even though they will probably announce you can use two of the tablets, I think in their mind they're still designing things around one. So I don't yeah. think they're going to care if it's expensive. I think in their minds, if you're going to use two, your friend who bought a Wii U as well came over and bought his tablet. I don't think they're imagining you buying four for the household. You know, like I, I think they'll treat it like a. Case. I think they'll treat it like a, like a replacement. When I mean, you buy it separately. I mean, a, a Wii remote and a nunchuck was $60. Yeah. It is still $60. Uh, right. Are you yeah, going to tell me a tablet is. controller is $10 more than that? That's crazy. It's got a freaking screen in it. <laughs> There's a no nice way. screen. I, I, I think, I mean, I, yeah, I think shit. 70 or 80, <laughs> maybe 100. That's what I yeah, think. Yeah, that's a really good, uh, yeah, that's a really good point, Scott. But you they're probably, right Scott, on. they're probably really, even from the get-go, really overcharging people on that Wii remote and nunchuck. Yeah, but uh, all, all all game controllers are that much. Like a PS3 controller and a 360 controller it's are still like $60. I, think, I think they're 50 or 60. But I, I think mean, but I think if Nintendo wants well maybe maybe Nintendo doesn't really want to push the second controller. If that's true, they could price it whatever they want. But if they do want people to have two, they're going to have to th- take a thinner profit on that. That's what I'm um, saying. I, I don't think their focus is for you to have two. Yeah. I think it's there if you want it, but that's what I they're agree. hardcore. They're going to leave yeah. that to uh, third parties. Yep. And so I have my last question, and I, does anybody else have anything after that, or shall I be no. closing this out? Okay. Yeah, that's good. Let's wrap if, it up. It doesn't matter which system, what do you think will be your personal game of show? Um, Zach and I can actually imagine playing these games, whereas you guys from being observers... What would be your game of show? What would be the game that you would see that would be like, wow? Scott. Oh, for every, unless, unless for every platform? Every platform? Um, If you want to, or just one. Just one game. No, I mean, do, I mean, do you mean, though, across all platforms? Yes. Okay. Jeez. It might have to come back to me. I really don't... You know, like, I don't... I, as a rule, I kind of don't follow much preview coverage because I'd like to be surprised. So yeah, like, I'm, I'm think, with Scott think, on this thinking one. About it, now, once I watch the, the conference, I will for sure tell you what the thing I'm most excited about is. But leading up to it, I just know there's going to be something announced that's going to blow my mind that we don't know about yet. So I, yeah. I really just don't think I can... I don't think I can pick anything yet. I mean, I guess I'm excited for the new Super Mario Brothers games. Um and seeing You might like, be what, the only person here who is. I, I'm excited to play them. I'm excited for the 3DS one, because I think it's a great handheld game. I couldn't really care about the console one, though. See, I'm, like, the opposite, because I love playing it with my girlfriend. Um, whereas, like, if oh, the 3DS okay. one doesn't have great, like, multiplayer support, then yeah. it kind of does It does me no good. It's not a game I want to play alone. So. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess I... was going to say, Andy, this should be easy for you. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I know yours. I'm working <laughs> under the assumption that Last Guardian won't be there. Because Zach pointed me to a link that suggests that that's the case. So if Last Guardian is there, it's it's Last Guardian for me. Last um, Guardian is vaporware at this point. I mean, that dude's know, gone. He left I, the company. I I think the game will eventually come out. I, I I'm agree. not convinced the game won't come out, but I do think that it might be the Majora's Mask of PS3 um, coming out at the very, 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 very end. And that's fine. I did buy a PS3 for that game almost a year and a half to two years ago. But that's fine. No big deal. Uh, <laughs> I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. No, no big deal. I got my I got my HD collection of Shadow and Ego, so I'm fine. So I'm not going to go with Last Guardian, because at this point, I'm not trying to get myself hyped up for a game that may not ever come out. So I'm going to go with the, uh, the, the, the next choice in Vaporware is uh, Half-Life 3. What about Pikmin oh. 3? I thought you were going Pikmin, yeah. 
Oh yeah. Um, well, you know what? Though Pikmin's a known commodity, I I, I expect <laughs> it. I'm excited about it, but I don't I don't look forward to E3 for the games that I already knew about. All right. That's okay. I, I don't care about the games I already knew about. When it comes to E3, I want to be surprised. So yeah, I I would love to see Pikmin 3, and I can't wait to see what they do with it. But it's not a game that's going to surprise me. It's a game that I expect I'll love, and they'll show it, and I'll be excited for it. But I want to be surprised at E3. I want Half-Life 3, and you know what? Fuck, I want it on Wii U. You you have high demands. Yeah, I have high demands. Hey, Half-Life, Half-Life 2 was on everything. Portal yeah. debuted on, on Orange Box. Valve, oh, has yeah, done, right. Valve has worked on consoles before. They've never worked with Nintendo, but it, if Nintendo wants to get everyone's attention, that's the kind of talks they have to be having. Yeah. Steam it up. I, I think for me... Uh, at least the game that we kind of know about that I think I'm most excited for is Luigi's Mansion 2. I really want to see what Next Level Games is doing with that. I'd like to, you know, play more of that and actually get more solidified details. And, I mean, my two kind of wishful games that I think could possibly blow me away at E3 uh, would be that, that potential Star Fox Wii U game and that Yoshi platformer from Goodfield. Cool. Excellent. So, Zach and Scott, have you guys thought of anything? Oh, I've I've had him in my mind for a while. And yeah, I I won't have anything. I mean, I've kind of been with that. I I just <laughs> I don't really I mean, play video games. <laughs> yeah, I'm not familiar with this. Like, well, you know, it's like I could I could I could just kind of hope for something that will be announced. Like Andy did. Like, yeah, I'd love Half Life Three. Or you know, I can kind of you know I can kind of go with what I know. And like I said, I think New Super Mario Brothers um, will be kind of fun. Um, I just don't know. I I know something's going to be announced. I I'm hoping for a, a 3D Mario game that really pushes the Wii U. So. That's what I'm hoping nice. for. Um, go ahead, Zach. And Zach? My, what, I, what I hope shows up and what I hope is amazing is Dead Space 3. Because mm. um, I effing love Dead Space. And if it was on Wii U, that would be even better. Uh, um, it is an EA game, and EA seems to like Nintendo. Um, but I think Aliens has the potential to blow my mind. Um, so, and, and both of those, I mean, Aliens is going to be on Wii U, uh, and I can't wait to play that. I mean, you know, you'd think it would be Metroid, Super Metroid 3DS, but Metroid 2D games are a known commodity. Um, I'll be happy to see it and happy to play it and thrilled that it's there, but I love Aliens so much. That is one of my favorite movies. Um. So I can't wait to play that game. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. So I think that right. is our E3 predictions. With a little more bonus there, too. Yep. Um, by the time, uh, hopefully, you'll have some time to hear this. And uh, if you hear it after E3, you can probably just point and laugh as we got everything wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you have any questions about our predictions and whether they're, if, if you think we are stupid and have you know evidence by the time you listen to this, you can write us in at connectivity at antennarollreport.com. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes, which is a cool thing to do. Um, and then, like, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Enron10, N-R-O-N-1-0. I'm at OKSoda. Okay I'm at DrewMG, but I'm, I have my tweets locked down, so send me a request and I'll probably approve you. At least if you don't appear to be someone trying to sell me Viagra. Yeah, I get a lot yeah. of junk tweets like that. Yeah. And you don't pay for that shit. He gets that shit free. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I get... 
I have to go like manually approve all the people that want to follow me on Twitter, which is fine. I just, I just don't want to like preempt oh, myself from. I, I don't want I don't want to like prevent myself from getting hired from people later because they find out that I tweet about Zelda too fucking much. But um, I <laughs> are you, are you almost, applying for a job at Sony? <laughs> I, I find that like ninety percent of the people that I have to like approve or or reject on my on my followers they're they're not people. They're just like they're bots. Yeah. They're bots, or they're like automatic posting from some guy's like Wii U blog or something. Yeah. Um, usually, if it's a if it's someone who listens to the show, I can usually tell because they're following other people from the show. Yeah, right. That's your clue. So bots, listen up if you want to follow Andy. <laughs> follow Neil first. <laughs> follow some of us first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Real, real, real quick. Uh, closing. I think connectivity drinking game. Listen to this while you watch the E3 press conference. Uh, for everything we got right, you take a shot. And <laughs> if the vitality sensor is truly in the Wii U controller, I think you finish whatever it is you're drinking yeah, and drink and, some more. And then drink another bottle. Yeah, and remind us, this is only if you're 21 or if you have the key to your parents' liquor cabinet. <laughs> the, Wii U ha- the Wii U has a special calm the fuck down feature where if you have a high heart rate, you can't play the system. Yeah, it'll just turn <laughs> off and be like, I can't let you do that. You're you're too excited. You need to calm down and then come back and then you can play Mario. And I'm at Z Miller 1902. <laughs> there you go. All right. There you See go. you guys next time. Bye. 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 Uh, you can do so at connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. By the time we record the next episode, E3 will have already passed, but who knows, maybe we'll read them just for fun. If you get a chance, please rate and review us on iTunes. And if you'd like to follow us all on Twitter, you can do so by going to nintendoworldreport.com and clicking on the Twitter sidebar. So thanks a lot, and we will see you next week. in here. Aliens is actually my favorite movie. Really? Good job, sir. Wow. Yeah, I just bought it on Blu-ray last weekend, actually. I've, I've been wanting to uh, get the get the wife to watch Alien and Aliens before Prometheus. Yeah, see, that's exactly oh, what yes, I Oh, yes, you have do. to. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm the great thing The great thing about Aliens is when if you watch it in HD on an HD TV, everything looks like a set. <laughs> yeah, because everything's real. Because everything, Cause everything looks so good. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. But it's such a good movie. My gosh, and this, and I don't know if you guys know this, Scott. You probably do, but but this game is a canonical sequel to Aliens. Right. They, and, they're they're landing on the planet after everything's gone down. And they investigate the Salako ship. Oh, you're right. Yeah, after after they've uh, like Ripley's ejected, right? From yeah. The escape pod. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, it's friggin' exciting. Yeah. I'm and I hope even, they come even, up I hope they come up with some new kind of types of aliens. That would be great. Yeah, we'll see. I mean there's a lot to choose from like in sort of the extended universe. Like I don't know if you put any of the other alien games, but there's a lot of different like uh different yeah. games. Yeah. So. I, I, I try to ignore the like Dark Horse comics because they're not canonical. 
Um, did you did you, know, you play the the Alien vs Predator PC games? I played the second one. Oh, the first one's so much better. The oh, is it? Yeah, because I didn't like the second one very much. The first one it, con- it controlled very weirdly. Did it we did. just segue the E three predictions into an Aliens bonus segment? We did. I'll probably, I'll probably chop this out. Maybe I'll just throw it at the end. <laughs> I don't know. 